You're listening to Shit Adults Never Taught Us, the podcast where we talk shit in a good way. I know I've said it before, and I probably say it really often, but traveling and meeting people abroad is one of the most instant connections that you can make. And I've met some of my best friends and people that I will have friendships with throughout my entire life while traveling abroad and meeting them for a single day or a weekend or randomly on a tour. So I highly recommend traveling abroad and just talking to people. I've met them on walking tours. I've met them in pubs. I've met them at hostels. And today's guest is absolutely no exception to that. Leah and I met when I was in Lisbon in Portugal in 2022 at a hostel and we were doing like a family dinner. She and I were seated across from each other. We had been talking to a couple of other people that were staying there. And then the next day we tried to meet up. It didn't work out, but we tried to meet up the next day for a tour through Sintra. And I think her bravery to just take off and go travel around for as long as she wants while she writes and continues to work while traveling, she really took the nomadic lifestyle that was offered to so many people in 2020. She took it to heart. And for that, I completely admire her. We're going to talk about all that and more. So enjoy this episode and I hope it inspires you. Here's Leah. All right. Hi, Leah Rose. Thank you so much for joining me. This is so exciting because we met each other very randomly abroad and now we're podcasting together which is so exciting um I gave a quick intro before about you and your workflow and your traveling but let's hear it from you how did that idea get started to just work and write abroad yeah so um I have like always wanted to write honestly for my whole life I've always loved writing Um, I was a super avid journaler growing up, but it was honestly something I kind of put on the back burner. And um, I actually, fun fact, I have a dance degree. Um, So I spent like a lot of like high school, college kind of focusing on that. I mean, it was just the path that I was on, but I always kind of knew I loved writing and traveling. And that kind of came about from two different ways. So I talked about the writing bit, but um, when I was 16, I did an exchange to the Netherlands for a month. And uh, that was the thing that was just like, like blew my mind I was like oh my god wow there's a whole world out there and that was great for me because I was also from like a really small like mountain town in North Carolina so I was like yeah there's a lot more out there than just this so I kind of developed this love for traveling and then I was always writing um and then I graduated into the pandemic so spring 2020 like prime time to graduate and just like everybody I was looking for a job and nothing was really happening and I ended up doing a retail job for year, year and a half living at home. And, you know, it just wasn't for me. And this opportunity came up for me to move to Chicago. And I was like, you know, I got to take this, I'm going to make this work. And I had had a blog that I'd been writing on for a bit. And I was like, I'm going to try to make something of this writing and look for clients here and there and just like apply for little gigs. And I don't know, things kind of just the ball started rolling, things added up. And I just kind of ended up being a freelancer. And how do you find freelancing as opposed to just having like a staff job with one place and one work, uh, one group of people? Um, it's definitely, it's definitely different. Like I've worked in that environment doing like internships, like in an office where you're around people all the time. And it definitely is different. It takes a little getting used to. And 
I, I would describe myself as a pretty like introverted extrovert. So like, I like having a little bit of both, but you know, working remotely, like you're just pretty much on your own. So you just kind of have to figure out like your own schedule, like your own discipline with that. And um, yeah, just kind of figure out a routine that works for you. That would be probably the hardest part for me because I love to travel, but when I get somewhere, I have this long list of things I want to see. And so to be disciplined enough to write every day and to do your job and to like prioritize job and then see stuff later, how do you find the balance of that? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a bit of a learning curve. You know, okay, the the trip that I met you on literally like last fall, that was honestly the first trip that I was like, okay, I really got to figure out how this whole like writing and traveling thing works because I had been doing like just like writing remotely for like a long time or for a while at that point. And it definitely takes some balance and some some real discipline. Like, because when I first landed, I was like, oh my God, like there are all these things I want to do, all these places I want to go. And I obviously at first like, you know, I was staying in a hostel, meeting all these people. I was like, oh, I want to go do things, like hang out with people. But then it would be like time to like go to bed and everyone's like, like, you know, wrapping up for the day, relaxing. And I was like, it's time for me to go to work. So <laughs> that was kind of a lot. I got pretty burnt out on that trip. If I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like there were a few nights when I, or a few days where I just kind of had to like really like buckle down and like only do like a little bit of sightseeing for like a few hours and then like write work the rest of the day. So it was, you know, it's like finding a balance. The balance is hard too when you meet people on a trip and you're like day one, you're like, you go in and you think, okay, I am going to have four hours a day to write and I'm going to have this schedule to go see stuff. And then you meet people and people are like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go see this. Do you want to come? Oh, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to do a day trip here. We're going to this island. Do you want to come? And all of your plans go out the window. Oh, for sure. Also like that, that like that whole trip, that was the first time I'd ever stayed in hostels. And so I like... I mean, I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but then immediately, like also the hostel that we met at in Lisbon, like super, super like friendly, the vibes were great. And so it was so easy to like meet people. And immediately it was just like, oh my God, like there's all these cool people. Like I want to talk to and I want to hang out with, but then like, it's like, shit, I got to go do stuff. <laughs> yeah. And when we met, we met at a dinner that was probably like 30 or 40 people. It was like a lot of people. And yeah all the people that we were talking to in that group all had completely different stories for why they were there. And I don't know about you, but I get so fascinated by people's stories that I could have sat there alone for like eight hours, just talking to everybody. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I was like, I don't know. It was just like so many people from like super like different corners of the world. And literally, like you said, I'm like, oh my God, that's fascinating. Like, tell me your whole life story. But then there's like a whole group of us. I don't know. Those are the best dinner parties. Like they're the ones you like never want to end. They really are. And I was really hesitant because in the U.S., hostels are not a thing here. We have hotels, but like, yeah. <laughs> we do not have hostels. And so when I go in hostels, it's there's this vibe of like, is this going to be safe? I have never been to an unsafe hostel. I just think movies gave us the wrong vibe. Yeah. But hostel life, I've only ever stayed in private rooms in a hostel. Because oh, really? I always get the private room, but the vibe, the environment of a hostel is why I book it. I like the... Yeah dinners the outings the pub crawls the walking tours I like the social aspect of a hostel that you don't get in a hotel mm -hmm. but I like my space yeah so what did you find when you you did the group dorm style hostel right yeah yeah um honestly I loved it like especially at first um because I feel like I'd been kind of cooped up for like a couple months I was like in this transition period right before I went there where like I had kind of moved out of like one apartment did a little travel with like 
stuck at home for like a few weeks. Um, but so I was like ready to like get out there and like socialize. I feel like at first, if you've never stayed in a hospital, it's like a little intimidating because like you go in and everyone is just honestly like doing their own thing. And you're just kind of like, oh, do I just like go to my like little dorm and put away my stuff and like don't talk to anyone? But honestly, people are so friendly and like people are staying in hostels and dorms like for the most part um, to meet other people. So it was really easy. Like you just kind of have to work up the courage and like feel like um, like a kindergartner and like introduce yourself and you're like, hi, like essentially like do you want to be friends and um yeah it was super easy it was just like everyone that would walk in it's like hi I'm so and so like I'm from like wherever like what are you like wh what's your name where are you from and then like you just start talking and I don't know everyone's super friendly so honestly like after a day like I adjusted to it and I was like this is great like everyone's super super friendly I honestly found that when I was in hostels, I felt more relaxed than when I was in hotels because the yeah. people that you're traveling with, they just keep you at ease. When I was in hotels, because I've traveled solo a few times, I find I'm really isolated in hotels and you don't meet yeah. people as easily. And then I get really in my head, which makes me really anxious. And there's something about just meeting people naturally in a hostel that puts me at ease. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I also kind of feel like, when you're a solo female traveler like you kind of get this feeling of like well obviously you worry about your safety like to an extent and you know I think a lot of people like to scare travelers but also like solo female travelers in general into thinking like hostels are like these like this big scary place like you don't know what can happen but I honestly felt safer like staying in a hostel than staying on my own because I'm like I'm surrounded by people like there are people at the front desk like if I need anything like I felt safer staying in that environment. And there was accountability because when I would go in the morning to get breakfast, which is like a group event, or when you'd go at the end of the day to the bar and it's like a group atmosphere, you see the same people over and over. You yeah. constantly meet the people that are there. And when I would go in the morning and I'd be like, backpack on, like ready to go. The people at the front desk always were like, what are you up to today? Yeah. It's just nice to know that somebody out there knows what you did today exactly even if it's like they don't really care like they're just asking like it's so sweet like it just it makes you feel good especially when you're like out in the world alone doing your own thing it's great and I feel like also like in those environments everyone is so open to like just like open to meeting people like open to talking about whatever and it's just honestly the best feeling environment yeah so when you were in Lisbon I remember you saying that you decided to go to the islands kind of impromptu and like you just hopped on a plane and went to the islands how do you find the courage to do that where you just go, I'm just going to pack up and go here today? Yeah. Okay. Wait, are you talking about like the Azores? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it wasn't like totally impromptu. Like I decided like the, like while I was there, like I planned it like the week leading up to my trip. Basically, if anyone doesn't know, the Azores are these islands off the coast of Portugal. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I had honestly just kind of heard of them like in a magazine or on some travel video, like years ago. And I kind of just remembered it in the back of my head when I was planning the solo trip of mine. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, what if I just went there? Also, I was like, you know, I feel like I'm not hearing a lot about them. Like, they're probably not super, super discovered and like touristy yet. So I was like, I, I should go. That seems like a once in a lifetime thing to just do. They're all, But they're also like, you know, more nature-y. And I don't know about you, but as a solo traveler, like, I feel safer in cities than in nature. And I know some people might feel totally different. 
but just like the idea of being around people like feels safer to me. But going to to the Azores, I was like, you know, there are like tours. So I'll like book a couple tours so I can feel the nature things and not be like stranded on my own in the forest. And um, so I did that and I met a couple people at my hospital that was that were super nice. And then I ended up kind of going around with them during the week and they had a car and I didn't have a car. So that was handy. But I kind of just planned out certain things and I was like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to have fun. We're going to go see the sites. We'll see what happens. So I, I, I don't know. I was just kind of like, let's just go. We'll see what happens. And now you've done it and you, you could do it again if you wanted to. Oh, yeah, for sure. I came back from that entire trip and I was like, yeah, like, damn, I really can do anything. Like, I was like, all that stuff that people say about solo travelers, they're like, oh, you feel so empowered afterwards. It's like, it's honestly 100% true. You're just like, oh, there's nothing I can't do. Yeah, honestly, I went, I take baby steps when I travel. So my first solo trip was domestic. And I went up north, northern Pacific Northwest. And I did like two or three days. And I came back being like, okay, so I could do that. So next time, I'm going to go abroad. And then I went abroad and then I was like, okay, I can do that. And then next time I was like, I'm going to go abroad to multiple countries. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to go around for a month. I just kept extending it and you just proved to yourself that you can do it. And your trip to the Azores, the impromptuness of that, like I barely do that at home. I find that when I'm at home, I like have to plan my day and I have to plan my week and I have a routine. And there's something really freeing about going somewhere, hearing about a cool place and just being like, okay, well, tomorrow I'm going to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like I'm also just, when it comes to travel, I'm a big believer in, like, there's no such thing as, like, I don't know, a bad place to visit or, like, that's somewhere I totally, like, wouldn't want to go. I'm just kind of, like, I don't know, at, like, anywhere in the world, like, give me a city, give me a town, give me a place. Like, if it's generally safe for me to go, like, yeah, why not? You know, because I feel like there's, you never know what experience you're going to get out of any destination. And I feel like, a lot of what you get out of traveling somewhere is like what you put into it. So like your mindset going into it, like the mood you're in or like the, you know, the headspace you're in. And I feel like when you, you know, you don't try to plan too much and just kind of go into it with an open mind. I feel like that just ends up being a better experience. So I don't know, just kind of being like open to wherever and whatever and seeing, I don't know, just kind of being optimistic. I find that I'm also like a little lighter version of myself. I've got a slightly less stressful personality and I like me when I travel better. Do you find there's a travel Leah and a home Leah and they're different? Oh yeah, 100%. Like I do feel like traveling brings out like my most extroverted, like lightest, best, like most open self, which is nice. And I can surprise myself. Like I can be at home, work an eight hour day, just a regular day or something, and then be exhausted by 1030 where I could be out. Yeah. I could be in a foreign country and I spent 14 hours touring, walking 10 miles. And at 2am, I'm like, let's go. Like, I've right? got energy. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, exactly. And like, I swear there's like, even if you're jet lagged, there's just like something in you when you're traveling. That's like, let's go. Like I'm on it. I think there's this, there's this crunch of time where you're like, this is a moment in time that I may never get back. I have a deadline on it. I've got to go and see and make the most of it where life, you don't have that. Oh yeah. I feel like, I don't know. You're just, I think when you travel, you're aware of that. Like, I don't want to say YOLO, um, but it's kind of like, (laughs) like YOLO where you just, I don't know when you're at home, you're so like used to your routine and everything is the same. And I think it's easy to get into that routine of just like, I'm used to everything. Like I can take things for granted. Like things aren't as special or like this isn't as special. But when you're traveling, you're just like in this mindset that's like, I have to enjoy this. Like I have to make the most of it. 
Oh, totally. And when I'm traveling, everything is new. There's no routine to fall back on because when I have, you know, the comforts of home, I watch the same TV shows, I've got my same friends, every single part from food to people you're meeting to what you're doing is all completely new. So it's like invigorating. It creates this energy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like you, okay, you come off, I think to me, like a decently, like a pretty extroverted person. And I don't know, maybe this is just like an extroverted thing, but I feel like when you're around that, like it just feeds you. You're like, (laughs) I don't know. You're just like on it. Yeah. I honestly find the same thing that when I'm around extroverted people, I become more extroverted where I'm like, you know, I have the extrovert introvert side of me where some days I'm like, I don't want to talk to a single fucking person all day. I would like to be alone in my house. And then there's days where I'm like, I need to talk to as many humans as possible. I'm going to Starbucks to just talk to a barista. Oh, exactly. Sometimes you just wake up and you're like, I'm just going to go talk to some strangers. Like, let's just see what happens. And yeah. Oh my God. And traveling and like staying in hostels too. I'm like, I have to talk to all these people. And then it's like, next thing you know, it's like 2 a.m. You're like, how am I not tired? Right. Right. All of your writing is travel blogs or travel magazines and all travel centric, right? Yeah, not all of it, but a good chunk of it. So the freelance writing I do is like, I mainly focus on the topics of travel and lifestyle. So um, I write for an online travel guide called Travel Lemming. And so I write guides about um, Chicago because I was there for a while and I plan on going back. Um, I'm kind of taking like an off year to travel, um, but in the North Carolina, because that's like where I'm from and then other just places that I've ended up traveling to. So I did end up writing about um, the Azores, like those islands off Portugal. Um, and just like some other places. So it is very travel centric. That is just, I don't know. That's like what I love. That's what I love to write about. It just kind of like molds, it melds well together. Yeah. You know, they say that you should do what you love. And I feel like if you write about what you love, that's doubling down because you get to do it and then you get to write about it. You know, like I grew up loving writing, but I never really knew what exactly I loved to write about. But then once I kind of got on this travel kick, I was like, oh, like there, there's something to this. And yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I love that I get to do that just every day, like in my job. And, you know, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, but I'm, I remind myself to be grateful that I get to do something I love. Absolutely. And when you travel and when you're starting to think about your next trip, do you factor in this would be a great spot to write about? Uh, sometimes. Well, I don't know. That's kind of hard to answer. I mean, sometimes like because I feel like there's this balance with like my job and my personal life and my own like just enjoyment of travel and writing and everything where I'm like I can't do and like dedicate everything towards my job like I have to do some things that are just you know for me and for me to enjoy but it is something that I kind of have in the back of my head like whenever I go places like I'll take pictures of certain places where I'm like okay I could use this for an article or um, I'm like oh this is a really interesting place like I'll jot that down like that could be useful for like X, Y, and Z article. So I don't know. It's kind of like a back and forth in my brain, but yeah, it's, it's kind of always there. I think it has to be a balance because it's like social media, like content creators, they go yeah. these, they go to these places and then they spend the whole time taking pictures of it, taking videos, making reels and they leave. And I'm like, but did you actually see any of it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I literally think the exact same thing. I'm like, you, you got to enjoy the place. So I feel like also like how can I write about a place if I'm not fully immersing myself in it and I'm not like fully getting to know like a city or you know wherever it is so I feel like that in itself is kind of part of the job I'm like you know I have to I have to be here like I have to really know where I am not just like oh this is cute I'm gonna look cute in this photo and you know carry on and 
Yeah. When you're writing, you really have to be present because all those details have to absorb so that you can write about them later. And you have to be game for taking like chances and meeting people and talking to randos. Like it's all part of it. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know, that's part of the whole experience. And I think that those little things like those pieces are what makes travel like extra special. And you, because freelance writing is very flexible, you've been able to travel and write and adjust to whatever time zone you're on and work in remote locations, whatever you want to do. How do you see that advancing now that the world's kind of going back to normal, going back to offices? I know writing for a long time has been remote, but as the world gets slightly shifted backwards, what do you think? I, well, I feel like I've kind of just been in honestly, like my own little world when it comes to like me writing and me doing just like my day-to-day like work routine um yeah I I I mean I kind of just like follow my own routine and do that and I I mean I've set personally like set myself on like a I know I don't work a nine-to-five job but like essentially like nine-to-five hours during the week and I I do that and I sit down take a lunch break just so I I you know I get my work done and I'm not you know putting everything off and procrastinating and then I take the weekends off essentially Um, but there is still a lot of flexibility for me to be like, okay, I'm going to go to this place, like on, like I can fly here on like a Thursday because it's cheaper than flying on like a Saturday. And then I can do that. And then just kind of like adjust my hours accordingly and be like, okay, well, if that's the case, I'll, I'll work a little on the weekend instead. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The world's kind of going back into like a bit of a more normal place, but I, I kind of just see me sticking to like the routine I kind of have set up. So for the people that want to continue in that workspace and travel, have more flexible hours, what advice do you give to them to be self-disciplined, to find work like that, and just to enjoy it instead of, you know, making everything about work? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a lot there. Um, I feel like honestly, number one, you, you have to be like self-motivated and have some discipline and um, and know that like it's not exactly glamorous all the time like honestly sometimes I'll work longer than what would be like a nine-to-five job because I've either taken a couple days here and there or I just have like extra deadlines to meet or extra work to do um, and you just have to I don't know just sit down and like get it done and yeah just kind of be disciplined about it but I feel like like in in doing that like that can be difficult like that can be difficult sometimes just because you know, then it's like, well, now I'm working like extra hours and I haven't seen anyone today or like I haven't seen anyone all week. And it's just like me, myself and I in like an apartment. But there, I don't know, there's kind of some flexibility with it, too, where you're like, you know, this may be the case, but I don't have set hours and just like appreciating that, like, OK, do you want to get up in the morning and like go for a walk or like t- or, you know, make a fancy lunch or something one day? It's like those are the slow moments that you get to have because you have a little more flexibility here and there. So just kind of like finding the balance, appreciating the balance and just finding like a good mix that works for you. Cause it, it is a bit like, okay, I get to have these slow moments and I get to have these go, go, go moments like when I want, but you have to kind of just like see how that works together. Yeah. And I find when I was freelance that there was a bit of freelance guilt because when you're in like the staff role, nine to five or nine to six or whatever your hours are, you're like, these are my work hours. And you might work after hours. You might have to work a weekend, whatever. But there was always the structure where when I was freelance, if I didn't have a day or two where I had anything to do, there was this guilt of like, I'm at a museum. Like it feels wrong. Like I'm going to get caught. (laughs) Someone's going to know I shouldn't be here. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah and like I feel like like okay traveling or honestly just like taking the day like to go and do something or even run some errands I'm like am I being a bad employee like is someone gonna get mad at me it's like who's my manager oh wait that's just me like like yeah there's definitely that guilt but I feel like that's like a little bit of like imposter syndrome kind of creeping in where you're like when you're on when you're your own boss it's just kind of like hard to find that like like you are the hierarchy like there is like no one else yeah and, and it takes like you said a lot of discipline because you just have to tell yourself you're doing the work you're putting in the time and doing the work oh for sure like I'm like right now actually like I'm staying with a friend and she also like works from home and we're essentially like working the same hours but then like sometimes like during the day I'm just like am I slacking off too much like am I like am I not working hard enough but I'm like no like I'm, I'm still doing the job getting the work done like maybe even working an hour more but like yeah it just I don't know gets in your head I feel like that's our generation too like we worry so much about how we're perceived rather than what we're actually doing yeah it's easy to get into like that mind space I think but I feel like you just got to reel yourself back yeah, and that's true for anybody that works from home because this whole mm -hmm. pandemic gave everybody the opportunity to work a different way. And maybe because of that, a lot of people worked less. They were able to like take more time with family, take breaks. Their day wasn't riddled by a commute and talking to coworkers about, you know, their weekend or whatever. So they found this space in their day to do their own thing. Yeah. And there's guilt that comes with that. You're like, yeah. Uh oh, like I, I have more time to myself. I can do a load of laundry. Like, should I even be yeah. doing this? <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like the load of laundry that you do, or like the five extra minutes, like you spend, like making a fancier lunch or something because you can, because you're at home. It's like, oh, those are kind of moments that you'd probably spend like goofing off with a coworker. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shame on me. I also feel like it's kind of an American thing to like put that blame and like pressure on ourselves to be like, oh, naughty like you're supposed to be like working and that's supposed to be your whole life and identity and nothing else but you gotta you gotta just kind of unlearn that a bit and slow we down do. we do have to unlearn and slow down a bit because the American lifestyle is not attainable for a lot of people and we burn out and then we burn out just trying to get it oh yeah we're we're really good I think at creating our own problems <laughs> we are so good at that <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so Leah can I ask you some questions about your life Sure, go for it. <laughs> okay, the first one relates completely, which is what is one life lesson you've had to learn over and over again? Ooh, okay. I'm going to say that, like, honestly, the just like listening to your intuition is like number one. Like, you, that's just something that, like, when you, when you do it, like, you're never going to be super, super mad at yourself or super, super disappointed. Um, and specifically, like, kind of where I'm going with that is like, I loved writing like since the time I was like a little child like the first thing I said I wanted to be when I grew up was an author and I somewhere along the way you know I found some other interests and kind of like went on some different paths there but I I feel like if something keeps cropping up in your life and like you have this like little little inkling in the back of your head that's like oh I really like this thing like in your gut you're like I like that seems right it's I think that's something worth listening to. I think it's really interesting that you phrase it in such a positive way, because when people say, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition, they're talking about like leaving a relationship or changing careers or something very like monumental and usually a leaving or a change in sort of a leaving something behind way. But you're like, no, listen to your gut and do the thing. Don't not do yeah. the thing. Do the thing that you want. Yeah. And I love that. What's the best piece of relationship advice you've ever gotten? I okay 
I don't know if this is necessarily advice, but um, I don't know where I heard this. Might have been on a podcast, honestly. Um, but I once <laughs> heard this. <laughs> I once heard this uh, this phrase or this like idea about like a way of looking at relationships, where like if you look at this other person that you are in a relationship with, um, and you you are not that person, like you or like you are not necessarily like with that person. You're just looking at them objectively. If you were to be that person, like would you be proud of who you are? Like would you be happy to be that person? And I thought that that was really interesting because I feel like it kind of shows like, is that a respectable person? Like, is that a cool person? Is that a kind person? Like, it's just an interesting way of looking at this totally other person, but someone who's important to you, if that makes sense. And subjectively, because we can get so bogged down by our own emotional view of that person that you get to take a step back and be like, but are they a good human? Are they kind to others? Do they have, do they have these qualities that I cherish in all people and not just a person I'm in this relationship with? I think it's really easy to be like, oh, like I like this person because like because of what they like bring or add to my life or what they do for me. But then I feel like by kind of taking like this different perspective, it's just like, oh, like as a person, like, do I like them? Yeah, just human to human. Are you good? (laughs) Exactly. On that note a little bit, what is the best piece of career or financial advice you've ever gotten? Oh, um, oh boy. Oh, okay. I'm going to go like slightly the career route. Um, I had a professor in college who, you know, just kind of told us like every, like every career you have is going to be like a little bit of a stretch. Like every next job is going to stretch you a little more. And so you're never going to be totally qualified for like this dream job or this next thing. Like everything should be like a little bit of a challenge and just kind of like the idea of like faking it till you make it. Like if you have to fake it till you make it like just a little bit, like to get to this next point, like that's kind of a good thing. Like you're just slowly getting better at each, like each time. And so, yeah. Yeah. And you have to, because if you could do everything in that job, you'd already be doing it. That would already be your job. Exactly. Then like, what's the point of like getting better, like, you know, doing something bigger, like something more suitable to you. Yeah. And everything that you've ever done in your life, you had to learn at some point. So every promotion that you get, you're going to have to learn how to do it. Exactly. Everything's a learning curve. (laughs) Leah, Leah Rose, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Yeah. So um, you can find me at a couple different places. Uh, One is just my website, which is uh, brittenworldblog.com. Or I have an Instagram also for that uh, website. I don't check it as much um, or I don't post as much, but I'm still on there here and there. Uh, And it's the same. It's at brittenworldblog. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. That's it for this week's episode. And please go check out Leah's blog. It is so great. And her voice, it really resonates with me the way she writes. And I hope it does for you too. We are just getting started on season three. So please keep coming back because I promise there are some great episodes lined up, including next week, which is a little vulnerable, but I hope you guys like it. Until then, Have a great week. That's all for today's episode. Check back in next week to talk a little more shit with me. In the meantime, be sure to grab your copy of Shit Adults Never Taught Us on Amazon and Barnes & Noble to learn all the shit adults never taught us. And in case no one told you this week, you're killing it. So keep going, you genuine badass.